Really good side here, and it leads Bark by a couple of metres. In third position, Diamond Eclipse is awaiting the Garrard sprint lane. Earl of Pembroke is poised and now comes out three wide. Delvey Robin gets one off the pegs. The third quarter was 28-3. And going to the leaders, Bark beat off Dorlagiri, but here comes Earl of Pembroke. It's Bark in front, the outside Earl of Pembroke. Bark's giving plenty. It's Bark two metres, Earl of Pembroke. Bark from Earl of Pembroke. Bark is fighting enough, and Bark wins it. Bark is beaten Earl of Pembroke, Vanquish stride third, just in front of Delphi Robin and uh, hitting the line well. And Bark takes out race number six, the Lifestyle Community's Pace, just the second Australian start here for Kyle Marshall and Chris Alford. Delagiri led and held off the challenge from Bark, who came searching for the lead with about 1,200 to run. Bark had to sit parked for the trip, but he moved up, hit the front as they straightened. He had Earl of Pembroke right on his back. He had the cold sit on him, but he just couldn't run Bark down in the stretch. He finished second. Vanquish stride flashed home late. Delvey Robin ducked back to the inside halfway down the home straight for a fast finishing fourth. And Raw for Roscoe hit the line very well for a fifth, only beaten 4.9 metres. They ran a mile rate here of 153.2, a lead time of 7.0, but the first quarter was 28.9, then 28.8, then 28.4, and then 27.9. It was a two metres winning margin between Bark and Earl of Pembroke, but this was a night where just times, they just kept running all night talk. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, Bark, I love this win. Um, I needed him to win. I think I had four best bets on the car, and this was the last one. The rest had all been beaten. Uh, <laughs> so I was I was cheering him on, don't you worry. Um, but, uh, look, I must admit, I, I thought when... Uh, so Chris Alford pressed forward and had a little look for the front uh, at one stage and, and didn't get it, and then Earl of Pembroke was on his back, and I was really worried at that stage because Earl of Pembroke's a very nice horse. He's won a couple of country cups already, Um in recent times. Uh, so I was really wary about Earl of Pembroke running us down, but uh, Bark fought so well, and he, he won it pretty convincingly in the end, two metres, but, um, yeah, did it did it tough from the breeze, and as you said, the times, they just kept running. Oh, I just thought it was a tremendous win. Of course, he made his Australian debut in the Cranbourne Cup, won by Leap to Fame. That was sort of never really probably going to be his go, but... And he, uh, and he was a bit un he had some um, <clears throat> things go wrong in that race for him. So this is the first time we really got to see him in a... Yeah, in a race that he could win, and I couldn't have been more impressed. So I know I referenced, you know, horses that we wanted to put in the black book that were beaten on Saturday night, Steve. I thought this was one uh, from the winners, you know, winners circle that we could really follow with confidence. I think he's a very, very nice horse, and he'll measure up in some good races. Yeah, he certainly will. Um, I mean, even going into the Cranbourne Cup, I think they had high hopes for him. Um, I, to I totally agree with Bark. I'm happy to put him in the black book. We're probably not going to get any value out of him. But that run, and I mean, look, even you know, going into the, the Cranbourne Cup, as I said, they had confidence in him. He had no luck. He got checked. He was, you know, got taken right out of the race. He just had to put a line through that race and forget that he even went around. And when you look at it there on Saturday night, he went out there as a national rating of 83, you know. So he was really mm. thrown into this race, whereas now he's still only an 89. So well, he can win again. He, he can win again, can't he? Really quickly. Yeah, I, he, I he doesn't think. have to go around in the open class races yet, you know. I mean, they go around in the, you know, the 110s, under 100, and, you know, it doesn't have to match up to the 120s. So 
he's still going around uh, at a sensational rating and, and that's going to take him a long way forward. So more than happy to put him in. Kyle Marshall is extremely happy getting that one, uh, I suppose, getting the win on the board. It takes that little bit of pressure off. So, uh, no, it was a great win, especially with the times that they ran. And like you say, death seeding in one at 53-2. It's a, it's a very impressive run. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, um, what what impressed me most was probably the fact that Earl of Pembroke had every favour yeah. to, to run him down and you, and he wasn't able to do so. He wasn't really able to make any inroads even. And um, it was just a really good win. And you look back through Earl of Pembroke's form, I mean, he's had 18 career starts, seven wins. Uh, he won the Gunbauer Centenary Cup on the 18th of February and he won the Wedderburn Pacing Cup uh, on the 28th of January and also ran second in the Cobram Cup prior to that and, and had strung a a number of wins together even earlier through late um, 2023. So he's a really nice horse himself. So that that's the real guide I got there that Bark's a, a pretty handy horse. Yep, 100% agree with everything you just said there, Toc. We're going to move on now to race seven, which is a Ben Stud Standard Breads pace, another race run at a frenetic pace. He starts going for it now, Matt Craven and Ura opens up the charge away from Franco Novelist, then came Radius and third spot from Stir Me Up, off the back 26-9 the third quarter and Ura's in full flight, 8 metres clear, around the final turn from in second Franco Novelist Radius gets out to give chase and they're well clear of Stir Me Up but it's Ura well clear, Radius got up the second spot from Franco Novelist but it is Ura's run them ragged, Radius gets same to get within five metres, but Ura scores well from Radius. Franco Novelist third, charging home for fourth and fifth. It'll be a photo not much between... Ura for Matthew Craven takes out race seven, the Ben Stud standard breads pace. He is a speed machine, Ura. He was sent out short price favourite. He sped straight to the front and he never looked back. Uh, Franco Novelis had the perfect sit leaders back. Radius 3 back the pegs. They've ran the trifecta. Operative line got home extremely well from the back of the field and Sly Terror. Had really impressed with both of those. But this was a quick run, run race. They went 152.7. A lead time of 6.7. First quarter 29.5. 29.6, 27 down the back and home in 27.6, a 54.6 last half. They were absolutely hum and tock and uh, yeah, this bloke has speed to burn. Oh, doesn't he? Um, yeah, I, I went back through and obviously um, I remember this vividly because um, it was the early days of the Tab Fast Track 1200 series. It may have yeah. even been the very first race uh, of the entire series. And um, Ura led and and just went ridiculously quick and won by nearly 16 metres on that occasion and, you know, really set the series up, you know, for what we wanted it to be, a fast run, you know, frantic, frenetic type of series. And he certainly did that. I reckon him starting in a 1,200-metre race, Steve, it kind of... People kind of looked at it as a bit of a, I don't know, maybe that was a, a gimmicky sort of win and he's not that good and he's probably got no bottom to him and, you know, when he gets up in trip, he's, he's going to be no good. So I reckon we kind of overlooked that as just a bit of a, you know, whatever. Anyone can win over 1,200 if you get the right run and you get out in front. But, um, you know, I thought his win at Terang was super and um, that win on Saturday night, I mean, 
how do you how do you beat him if he just keeps doing that every time? I mean, um, it's all, it's almost impossible to beat him if he draws the front line, spears across, and just doesn't come up for air. Um, and if he gets a bit better and stronger going forward, which you would think he would, only being a young horse with five career starts under his belt, um, he's going to be very hard to beat and win a lot of races. I thought Radius was really good. Jackie Barker actually tipped that horse as uh, her best bet on burning questions and ran a really good race at a good price, carving out some some good times late. Um, but, yeah, Ura, how impressive. Yeah, no, very impressive. I uh, spoke to Maddie after the races and, uh, yeah, he was wrapped with him. And his mother was like that. She was just a speed machine as well. Um, and I suppose as you get up in grades, it probably gets a little bit harder because you might have a bit of pressure, more pressure sort of yeah, in race. Sure. You know, 29.4s start dropping down to 28s and then you can't slip down to 26 down the back and get everyone off the bit. But he's certainly going to win his fair share of races. And as he said, if he just keeps maturing uh, and, and improving as he goes, he, he's going to have a lot of fun with his horses. No ifs, buts or maybes about that. Radius was very good. Franco Novelis, I thought, was good. As I said, operative line was terrific. He's already in our little black book and we'll get a refresh off that run. Slide Terror as well was good. Um, I had Mercurio in the race first up. And even then, I mean, you have a look, I've run seventh. And yet my bloke's still gone 154.6 uh, for his last mile. Got home in 55.36. So even though we'll beaten, you know, 31 metres, uh, I was still really happy with that run first up to, you know, I, I didn't really want to be going 152 and 54. No. So uh, I tried to put him up the fence and he hasn't been on the fence for probably two and a half years. And uh, he had no interest in racing on the rails. He did not want to get up there at all. It was quite an interesting uh, time I was having back there of it. But once <laughs> he did get up onto a horse's back he sort of got a bit happier then but uh he found the line well and will improve going into his next run but uh hopefully we won't be chasing ura around in that race because uh yeah he is just absolutely low flying but um radius is certainly knocking on the door yeah. after that run He's um he's always been one of my favourites. I've always said that. Um, and I I must admit I, I you know he's only sort of been going through the motions. I thought you know of late like he sort of hasn't really been at his best. But his last couple have been really quite good. And I was really encouraged by I guess what Jackie said. Um, she she really liked him. Um, she kind of got it right. She she knew that Ura would be out in front and bowling along, and she kind of hoped she'd finish off hard late off the pegs and. I mean, she did that and um, got fairly close in the end, only beaten five metres and was cutting the margin down uh, with every stride. But, yeah, I- I'm liking what I'm seeing from Radius. And, he- and he's into the right sort of grade now where um, he can win. So, you know, um, wouldn't put him in the little black book, but certainly treat him as a winning chance in probably whatever he goes around in next, Steve. Yeah, definitely. And and the one that I'd probably give the biggest push to would be Operative Line. Um, he was at the back with me. He had to go wide, try to make ground up late. He's ran his last half in 54-4, 153-9 for his last mile. But this was only second up from a good spell. So he's going to take massive improvement off that run. So Operative Line would be one that I'd be really pushing. As I said, he's already in our little black book and he'll get three more runs uh, from here going forward after that run there on Saturday night. 